Hello and welcome back to our 11th episode of the O Word Podcast, dude. Double digits. My name is Johnny Ha, and oh. I'm here with... Omar Ledesma. I forgot that part. I just want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it's the intro. My bad. So, uh, I think we... For we at some point we just stopped explaining what this podcast is. Oh, O Word Podcast. So this podcast is where start with a word and with a story. Exactly, and that's uh, pretty self-explanatory. So our random word for this week is was is is keen. K E E N keen. Like I'm keen on that idea. And before we start, I'd like to wish everyone a national hug holiday. So, it's just in the U.S., so if you're outside the U.S., no hugs for you, but... Consenting US, hugs only. Consenting hugs only. Omar? I'm an advocate for the hug consent. Can I have a hug? No. See? That's the way it's supposed right, to work. Yeah. Good example. That's cool. All right. So, happy National Hug Holiday. Uh, our word is keen. So, should we just get into it? Uh, yeah, we can get into it. I don't care. You want to not get into it? Yeah. Is that an option? Whatever you want. <laughs> it's been 11 weeks. We're over it already. Let's All right. cancel it. We got to keep the energy up, though. You got to convince everyone that we're super into this. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. Give me another one yeah. of those. Uh, okay. Right. So, my article is by Meher MacArthur, and it's called "Keen, Keen." Okay. Keen to be green, and okay. There's more to the title. It's a long title. Keen to be green, where does your grocery store rank on plastic waste? Hmm. So it's about plastics and grocery stores and whatnot. Is it India that made plastic wrappers illegal? No. I think so. I think like Singapore or something. There's no way India did that. You can move on. Okay, yeah, but uh, so she, in, in the article, she talks about Greenpeace. And Greenpeace's plastic-free campaign started with a petition. Started with a petition for uh, Trader Joe's to reduce its single-use plastics, so like trash bags and or not trash bags, grocery bags and stuff like that. And this ended up with the store reducing its waste by one million tons. What? So saving all the turtles. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Uh, this week, I, I we had Cokes, but it was in the plastic rings. And you know what? This was the first time I sat there and I was like, I'm going to break all these little plastic holes. Oh, you're supposed to do that every time. Yeah, right? I know. But I, you You've never, never think about it. Well, especially when you unpack everything. Like, it's easy to do when you're just ripping one off of it because you have to tear through it yeah, to yeah. get it off. But when you're unpacking all of them, you just, you don't. You got to do that every time. About if you yeah. don't recycle, at least do that. I know I don't. It's the bare minimum. Uh, No, yeah, I just checked. India passed one of the world's toughest anti-plastic laws. So that's impressive. Yeah, you wouldn't. Well, when you're the biggest contributor to a problem, you also have to be the most extreme about solving it. They're one of the. They're the second most populous country. Yeah, they're pretty close to first. It's pretty bad. Yeah, but that's good. Um, But before I go further, uh, I'm gonna explain who Greenpeace is. So Greenpeace can wait. Yeah, so Greenpeace is a non-governmental environmental organization, and they're funded through supporters and foundation grants. Like PBS, sponsored by viewers like you. Oh my god. I heard that so many times. I never watched PBS. What? Sorry. Oh, you guys have full cable? Yeah, basic cable. I remember my parents put the, uh, what's it called, the, where you weren't allowed to watch certain stuff? Parental controls. Parental controls on, and they set it to like... 
babysitting or whatever. We couldn't even watch Barney because it was Y7. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, so we couldn't watch Barney is Y7? I think it was seven years. I don't know. There's no way. Maybe it was that episode. Maybe it was an edgy episode. An edgy Barney episode. Anyways, the solution to this problem was not to raise it. It was just to turn it off. So (sighs) I think I came out better for it. Because you didn't watch Barney? Yeah, because I watched Codename Kids Next Door. That's not... That wasn't on PBS. We got cable after. Nice. Upgrade. Okay, so uh, Greenpeace is an organization that is not like a private organization that does this for profit or anything like that. Okay. So they state that their goal is to ensure the ability of the earth to nurture life in all its diversity and focuses its campaign on worldwide issues such as climate change, deforestation, overfishing, and there's a bunch of other ones and it uses direct action, lobbying, research, and ecotage to achieve its goals. Okay, everything sounded pretty fair, typical, you know, standard. Yeah, they shout to environment. What is eco? Eco, so ecotage. Eco espionage? No, no, eco, eco and T A G E. It's a. Hold on. So I didn't know what it was. I just looked it up. It's sabotage. Yeah, yeah. it's carried like, out for ecological reasons. Yeah, they're eco terrorist. Well, not terrorist, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it like you go out on a boat with water hoses and you spray away fishers and stuff? I honestly am not sure. That's wild. But um, I'm mostly gonna focus on like the research and science. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I should have looked into the ecotage. That sounds more exciting. I mean, with everything we report, we're not necessarily full supporters or no. deniers. I mean, I'm full green, but I'm not full green. Ecotage. That doesn't sound good. But um, Well, no, that sounds better than eco-sabotage. So. That's true. Ecotage sounds French Fancy. or foreign. Ecotage. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so on June 11th, they released a report called Packaging Away the Planet. And they ranked 20 of the largest U.S. grocery stores on their efforts to eliminate single-use plastics. So when you're talking about a grocery store, it's mainly the um, plastic bags that they give to customers. Mm -hmm. And to gather data for this report, they use um, surveys, like 20-question surveys, to each of these grocery stores. Uh, They use publicly available information. And they had, like, their supporters visit almost 700... there are almost like 700 visits from their supporters. So that makes me a little skeptical. Like your data is from your supporters. Yeah. That's um, so, uh, that's like when a company hires someone to do research about oh, yeah. something. And then they're like, no, you can't publish this because like, we hired you to do it. They'll do an internal investigation on themselves. Yeah. Internal investigations don't work either. Um, but no, like companies will hire. Like Coca-Cola will hire someone to research oh, yeah. sugars. And they'll be like, no, yeah, sugars will cause cancer. And then I'm like, well, you can't publish any of this. Since we paid you, we get to keep the findings. Yeah, that's not, that's not really sad. Yeah. But, yeah, so a little shady, but I'm going to go with it because uh, some of the things make sense in here. So these, <laughs> You can't. That's not. So to, to be fair, they have a whole report. Okay. And I did not read the whole report. It's a 52-page report. So throughout their... Like, I don't know what their supporters, like, recorded. It probably, I, I would hope it's not just their opinions. It's like, for a fact, this is how many plastic bags there were and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, it's, it could still be biased, but I didn't read the whole report. I can't comment on, like, the legitimacy of it all. But, um... I mean, if this 
website is reporting on it, then someone else did that for us. Yeah, Green, right? Greenpeace is a legitimate... Like, oh, but what website did you get this from? Uh, not sure. It was just some news. Yeah, yeah. So the news people must have done their research already yeah, for us. of course. Yeah, we'll they be always, fine. They we'll always fine. do. Yeah, so um, they... Just, anytime you say something, just say allegedly. Okay. Alleged. Okay, so these stores were allegedly <laughs> evaluated <laughs> on their policies, plastic reduction, innovation initiatives, transparency, and... Turns out that every single store had failing grades. I'm going to put out my guesses real quick. I think Walmart was bad, but I think Target was the worst, and I think Whole Foods was I. Okay, so hang on. But we'll get to it. So, well, we're going to get to it right now, actually. What? So there's 20 of the stores. So, again, I did think about the legitimacy of this Uh while I was looking at it, because like, what is their baseline? Like, how are they saying that they all failed when they're kind of comparing it to each other? Like, yeah. what was passing? Zero plastics? How do you decide who failed when you're the one making the grades? Right. And yeah. you're basing it off of everyone in that sample. Like, if there was a national statistic, right. like, this is how much waste you should have, then it pass or fail yeah. then. But if you're the one making the test... Maybe there is. Like I said, I did not read all 52 Okay, pages. okay, well, Maybe let, me, let me hear the facts. All right, so... Alleged facts. Okay, so number one is something called Aldi. I don't even know what the hell an Aldi is, but they did their best. And their score was 34.6. Out of... Okay, no, yeah, yeah cool. Out of what? What do you think? 100. <laughs> but to be fair, uh, failing for them was 0 to 40. Okay. Which, so they... I don't know. It's Weird. like the civil service exam I took, where passing 40? was sixty-seven percent. Yeah, well, uh, green Basically, in the green. Full. So they have red, yellow, and green. So like passing, failing, and questionable. I guess. Uh, okay. Passing or like green, the best is seventy-two hundred. Red light, green light, yellow scale. light. I yeah, yeah, yeah. RGB. Wait. No, that's R-Y-B. red, green, B. Right. So uh, first is Aldi. You keep saying B. Yeah, Aldi. R Y G. R Y G. Yeah. Oh. I said that was they said R B G twice. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I fixed myself. Okay, we'll check so, in the tape. Move on. Okay, yeah, we're gonna move on. Uh, out of these twenty, so what were your guesses? Um, I said Walmart was pretty bad, but I said Target was worse. And the only reason I'm saying this You're is because Target's worse. Yeah, because the Target. Walmart bags are thinner. And the Target bags feel thicker. So that feels like more plastic, <laughs> They get more right? quality bags. Now, maybe Target recycles more, but I feel like Walmart, they're cheaper made. So. so Albertsons is on here. What do you think Albertsons is at? Ooh, I didn't know Albertsons was that big of a thing. Yeah, apparently it's um, big enough. Let's see. It's because Albertsons bags are pretty... It's pretty common, but I know that they double bag the milk. Or at least they double bag my milk. So I'm going to have to give it to Albertsons worse than walmart but not worse than target not worse than target okay what I, about, i'm adamant that target's the one you think whole foods is one of the best ones really? i think whole foods because they're like organic man and stuff like that oh. i want to say they're better also they always have those what are they called the paper bags no not paper bags the fabric bags the ones you bring back yeah the reusable ones. Yeah, yeah yeah which do you use those my parents use them Kristen has one of those. Yeah. My so she uses them sometimes and only when she goes to Trader Joe's. But that's more than nothing, I guess. That's yeah. more than me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't... I mean, I can understand using them, but I just... I can't understand, like, carrying so many of them. Because my parents yeah. have a lot. Oh, really? And they're also from, like, different stores. But 
I usually don't buy a lot of groceries at once anyway. I, I'll buy like maybe three or four bags. Worth then a bag would be perfect for you. You can yeah. just pick up two fabric bags because they hold more. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Albertsons is actually third. Pretty so good. Albertsons is one My of the bad. best ones. I take it back. Um, so out of the ones that you stated, Albertsons is the best one. Okay. After Albertsons, it's Walmart at number six. Told you. So Walmart's not doing that bad. Number no. Six. Well, I mean, they're all failing, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, so they're all doing bad. They're all doing bad. Relative to each other, though, not bad. Not bad. Target is number eight. Oh. Yeah. So out okay. of 20. Well, so I was right about that. Middle-ish. Where's Whole Foods? No, I didn't say Whole Foods, did I? Whole Foods is 11th. What? Which is weird, right? Because every time I go to Whole Foods, it's paper bags. So yeah, maybe it's like other bags. things. They use one... One use plastics for other things like wrapping their inventory. Oh yeah, or maybe it's like like on their pallets or something. Yeah, like they 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 quadruple bag That's all so their pallets, <laughs> quadruple wrap. All maybe their... it's because they use plastic pallets instead of wooden pallets. Oh no, that's not one use though. Because uh, it's all about one use. Maybe plastic. it is one use for them. Because <laughs> it makes so much money. <laughs> Stops it up every single time. Um, but yeah, Whole Foods is eleventh, uh, and uh, all the other ones are pretty um uncommon at least for me I, like i've seen an like heb rogers hebs in texas yes yeah, so heb is 20th is the worst one wow it, it got a 1.8 uh um, yeah Kro- kroger is really good kroger's number two well again really good relative to the other ones it's number two do you think they also proportionalized it because i feel like there's more walmarts and targets than kroger's and Damn, i didn't read all 52 pages no there. no i just what's your opinion your scientific opinion i think it depends on how they took the sample like how oh yeah, the, yeah. the visits and so because like i know they did the surveys like that's fine that each mm-hmm. one does a survey but they have to do it proportionately otherwise walmart's gonna be the worst one every time because it's so huge yeah yeah i don't know how they did it proportionally like by store by uh, revenue, because mm-hmm. I would assume by revenue is the best one, because more money you make, chances are you're selling more things, chances are you're using more plastic. Yeah. I don't know. So more less plastic per dollar you make or something. I don't know. It would have been an interesting report to do some reading on, Johnny, but somebody didn't want to devote 52 pages worth of reading. Hey, I'm focusing on something else that I'll explain later. All right, well, give it to me straight. Yeah, from like from my experience, I've been to grocery stores that oh. that will charge you for bags. What? Been to, yeah. Um, it's dependent on area and like the laws in the area. Obviously, in South Louisiana, not a lot of people care about the environment. We were actually ranked 50th in... We'll keep our roads beautiful, John. We're ranked 50th in, like, environment. Like, how bad our environment is. Which is crazy Literally for sportsmen. 50th. It's paradise, right? Yeah. The title sportsman paradise. And like, pollution is really bad here, too. We have a lot of manufacturing buildings. Uh, manufacturing chemical plants and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah we what do. they call that? Uh, Cancer Valley or Cancer... Cancer Town. Cancer City. Cancer. Cancer. The Cancer Belt. It's cancer belt. Is it really? That's think not so. real. No way. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then we're part of the cancer belt, <laughs> which is check, not right. something you want to put on, like, your fact sheet. Sportsman's Paradise and part of the Cancer Belt Association. 
Yeah. But yeah, Louisiana's ranked really well on that. The it, trucks don't help either. It's Cancer Alley or Alley du Cancer, which is French. It's oh the areas along the Mississippi River between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Wow. Cancer Alley. Well, I never drive on Cancer Alley, so that's good. My parents live in Cancer Alley. My dad cool. works in those chemical plants. Yeah. So he, but he's, uh, he's going to Bahamas for a month in hey. July. Not Cancer Alley. How crazy I, is that? Hey, I know Omar's dad, uh, Omar Ledesma Sr., is watching this, and I would just like to say, watching. have fun. Have a good time. And He wanted me to let you know he did bring rocks back from Spain. Not because oh he listened, God. just because I have it. <laughs> we called uh, it. And they also wanted to wish you a happy birthday. So. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, bring me back some from... Bahamas. Bahamas. Bahamian Rhapsody. Plastics. Plastics. <laughs> Plastics. Okay, so, um, but yeah, depending on the areas that have laws, like I know someplace in California, depending how close you are to the ocean, mm-hmm. you have to pay for the bags or not. So good news is in Louisiana, bags are free. Because they'll know me. I'll throw it away without cutting holes in it. That's what it is. Yeah, just like, yes. You know what? We should probably cut holes in our plastic bags, too. That makes sense. I think that's worse. Is that it? Turning holes in plastic bags? Because they have more spots to get no, their No, cu- turning out but... the handles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes okay, more cut, sense. Yeah, undoing the handles. But, <clears throat> so, um, the author of this article, along with uh, supporters of Greenpeace, took this report, and they showed managers at, like, multiple of these grocery store locations to show, like, hey, look at this. Y'all failing. That, that would be eco- Ecotage. Yeah, maybe that's Ecotage. That's definitely Ecotage. <laughs> and it turns out a lot of managers were really supportive. And they shared the same ambitions to reduce like waste and plastics at these stores, reduce food waste. And some also said that they were going to uh, read the report and share it further up the corporate chain. Okay, well, to be fair, that's the correct answer to give. <laughs> Administratively mm-hmm. speaking... Yeah, you're right. This is a problem. Wow, I'm going to give it to my higher-ups because this is above my pay grade. And yeah. then nothing happened. Exactly. Like, I, I even made a note to make sure to mention my thoughts while I was reading it. Yeah. And I was very skeptical of it. It's like, oh, cool. But, I mean, like, what are these companies going to do? Just change their mind to say we're not going to use one-use plastics anymore? Yeah, that's a PR nightmare to say. Yeah, this is stupid. We're going to... It's not us who are using all the plastic. You guys are still buying. Yeah, you're us. saying that's why we're, yeah. we're giving it to you. That's what they feel, but that's not what they're gonna say. You have you gone that far in Superstore, the NBC show, where they they want to unionize and they send someone down to talk to everyone, yeah. like, "Hey guys, yeah, yeah. let's not do that." It's like fake corporate <laughs> yes. stuff. But um, yeah, I mean these these companies are just trying to make money, yeah. and doing that, like changing to a whole other system and not using plastic. Using more expensive things is going to lose a lot of money. Uh-huh. And that could just be me being pessimistic, but... Uh, it's the same It's the same reason dieting is hard. It's the same reason the government doesn't want to go full green. It's just because it, you want to make money. And it, yeah. that's... While you're the right thing costs so much when the cheap thing is yeah. so much easier. Even when people say, like, but if you go to the good thing over time, you'll end up saving money. It's hard when it's like, you've got to spend all that money now. What were we talking about, Justin? Oh, we were talking. I took a test, but it was paper. It was a state test, but it was paper pencil. Mm-hmm. And why don't they just automize it to a computer? Why can't I just sit in the computer and get my results instantly? 
yeah. you don't have to have someone proctoring the exam or anything. But they would save so much money. But they would save at least five employee salaries. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not advocating for people to lose their jobs. Just give them different jobs. Yeah, give them different jobs. But she can still sit in the test room. It's just, <laughs> she just sit and watch. She doesn't have to be there. Making she has sure to waste we don't paper. Cheat. You got waste paper. Yeah. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Every day is Earth Day. Every day you're on Earth is Earth Day. Exactly. But the day we go to Mars, forget Earth Day. But I do think over time it will get better. Yeah. Because it's mostly younger people that are like, hey, let's try to save the planet and like think about it a little more. And that's why these companies are doing like these hip commercials and stuff to like pertain to the hey, youth. My favorite is the stop smoking ones though. What's it called? Um, the truth. Facts. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. Truth, <laughs> truth. campaign. It's like they're just, and I think over time, the more conscious people, being the young people, will like care more and they'll take their money to places where are a little more thoughtful. Like, do you ever think about where your money goes? Like, the, the, if the companies are, uh, oh, ethical good, or not? Yeah, yeah, ethical yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not. I understand. Yeah. Do you think about that? Um, I, it never stopped me from buying Tyson chicken, but I never bought Tyson chicken because it's so expensive. Yeah. But I could always say, no, I do it because they're mean to birds and stuff. But no, I, I can't say there was ever, I ever took a stance like with my, my what's it called? My Money. piggy bank. Because, Money talks. Yeah. I don't think I've ever boycotted or anything. Um, I don't think I've thought about it either. I have... Recently, I've been thinking more about, like, my uh, environmental impact. Your but, footprint. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I watched a video on uh, carbon capturing. They're building these large plants, mm-hmm. which sounds counterintuitive, but I'm going to explain. <laughs> There's these large plants that help the environment. And how they do that is they suck in a ton of the atmospheric air mm-hmm. and capture the carbon dioxide from it. And they bury it deep underground and that in time will create natural gas mm. so it's like the, and one plan is equivalent to like four million trees or 40 million trees something an obscene amount of trees yeah but that was that was interesting but that's um that's funded by oil companies so yeah so some people are saying like this just incentivizes people to continue using oil because if they can capture out the air and fix the problem why not just keep using oil did you watch that uh chernobyl miniseries on oh, i've heard a lot about it though i've heard it's good i've heard there's some inaccuracies i have a sneaking suspicion that it, it must have been one of these big oil companies who put money behind this the um making the, the series yeah making the series well it's it's more of a drama or something i, I wouldn't call it a documentary oh really? yeah. oh it's not it's not a documentary it, it's a show it's like a do- it's a mini series based on that, real based, events yeah but I don't know. That's just my that's my theory. If it comes out in like five years that Chevron paid for this series, just know you heard it here first. Called it. Next, yeah. That's the second thing we're calling. First was your dad's rocks. Anytime you hear something that's like anti other forms of energy, I, I always think it's an oil company. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just because I'm crazy and wacko. If and if it's anti oil company, a lot of times it's environmental agencies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories, but trust me on this guy. Okay, so um, that's a, pretty much all I have for this article. Okay. But I do have more. I hope it's more on eco-sabotage. No, I wish. Oh. Ecotage. No, uh, so that's all I have for this article, but that got me thinking about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. 
Have you heard of that? It's an island made of trash. Basically, yeah. Because I remember hearing it before, and then this made me think about it. I was like, hmm, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I looked into it. And so this is, like, uh, it's like a part two to what I'm going to talk about. No, I did the same thing, dude. I, I found my word. I reported on the word. And then I was like, but what I really want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, is like it, branch off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. But it's still in the, it's, it's still in the same topic. So... When I've heard about this before, so again, it's the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Mm-hmm. Ugly name. Uh, Anything I've heard about it before, it's always about how crazy and cool it is that it's so big. Crazy, like, cool. Like okay. it's like that's amazing. It's like it's like a world, like it's a phenomenon. Yeah, it's a a it's, human wonder or man. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a wonder world. of the world, one of the wonders of the world because it's it's huge, and I you don't hear about like holy shit, why is this thing in the ocean? Why is it so big? Is that bad? Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, wonder doesn't have to be positive. Yeah. So, um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is one of the largest accumulations of ocean plastic in the world. Mm-hmm. It's loaded, It's actually located between Hawaii and California. Yeah. So, Hawaii. it might as well, it's a part of the United States. It's a, it's a U- it's U.S. territory. 51st country. Oh, <laughs> 51st country. 51st state. It's so big. It's it's our second country. You know how they say, like, we don't want to add Puerto Rico because if we add Puerto Rico, then it's going to set off everything because we're adding one. It's going to make it uneven. Yeah. We can add Puerto Rico and Trash Island. <laughs> Trash Island. We can add them both it. to the, yeah, it's Congress. This oh is the solution God. we needed. That's insane. Anyway, um, so... All of the uh, information that I'll be talking about is from a report by scientists, um, and the scientists are from a group called the Ocean Cleanup. Okay. And uh, this accumulation of plastic is the largest mass of plastic, and there are five total offshore like plastic accumulation zones, they call it. And it's basically one in each of the oceans. Except the Atlantic Ocean has two, and that the Arctic Ocean doesn't have anything, because it's a little farther it's also ice yeah so. the Atlantic Ocean has one like towards the east or yeah east of Asia and east of like Australia I think so you think it's like a reverse Pangea and they're all gonna meet together in no. the Pacific it, into one huge what? super trash island it could <laughs> it'd be wait, crazy I, I said that wrong so it's in the Atlantic Ocean so it's east of the United States and one's a little farther down east of South America it's like Oceania or something like that. Yeah, it's that it's bottom area. South, the South Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's so there's five of them. No one ever talks about how there's five of them. You just talk about the big one. Turns out there's more than that. And it, it's estimated that there's 1.15 and to up to 2.41 million tons of plastic that enters the ocean each year. That's 2.3 billion to 4.8 billion pounds of plastic. You think there's more plastic than Nemo's? A hundred percent. Clownfish? A billion percent. At this point, <laughs> there's probably more plastic than uh, fish. Like, that's mm. insane. Like, that that number, at some point, numbers get so big that you can't comprehend. I, no, you said it, and I was like, I'm just... Yeah, like, people don't... You like, gotta give it to me. It's like, hard to comprehend what a billion dollars is. Like, a million dollars sounds like a lot. That's easier to comprehend. That's, like, a few nice homes. But a billion's a thousand of those millions so it, it's insane but the size of this uh great pacific patch 
is estimated to cover a surface over the ocean of about 1.6 million square kilometers. So, I don't know kilometers. Also, it's a big number. I can't comprehend what that is. How much kilometers? 1.6 million square kilometers. Yeah, and the reason it's measured by surface uh, coverage is because the plastic floats. It's less dense than the water, right, so it right. floats. It, it is at the bottom. It's floating I'm, I'm positive that alone uh, does not mesh with the ocean floor. Do uh, they anchor it to the ocean floor? Or does it just keep no, moving I around? Think it just does its own thing. They should anchor it down. Oh, I'll tell, I have a little bit about its movement, too. So, for some frame of reference, since that's hard to imagine how big that is, that's about the size of three France's. Three countries of France. Why didn't they just pick a bigger country? I don't know, dude. It's roughly the size of Australia. It's three Frances. Just know that. It's three. It's a piece of garbage, and it's the size of three countries. I think we should colonize it, you and me. We can. I don't think anyone owns it. Well, international no waters. Did. There's no laws on there, dude. Just hang out in this garbage patch of just plastic. But um, so you were talking about the anchoring and stuff so scientists were able to actually track the location of this thing and how it moves throughout the year because it's not anchored does it move with el nino and el nina kind of the southern winds or whatever it it actually they say that it orbits based on the time of year like it kind of goes to one area and then goes to the other area and kind of goes like back and forth it's a mini planet it's a mini the only other thing that we commonly say orbits our planets. Our planets. And bubblegum. And planets. That's true, yeah. Yeah, bubble gum too, sorry. And planets are. Oh, doggy, you okay, pal? Oh, he's sitting by you. You're ignoring him. Just oh. give him a little pet. Okay. Head, All right, we're good. You good, pal? All right. He wants to play. So, um, yeah, so this thing orbits like a planet. Yeah, this that's. Thing... Uh... Hey, it's okay. It's okay, pal. <laughs> That's crazy to think that that much trash is just floating, but the fact that you said there's five of them is probably the craziest. Do those orbit too? Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're in the ocean, they have to orbit. They probably just move around. Oh, no. This is not going to be good. Yeah, this is not a good time. If you guys hear heavy breathing, it's Omar's dog. I thought you were about to say it's Omar. He's very (laughs) excited about the trash. Okay, so I talked about the coverage, like the surface area coverage of it. Mm -hmm. Now I'll talk a little bit more about the mass, like how much is really there. Because there's some under it, too. So It's like an ice uh, iceberg, you know? You, it's a big iceberg that's not connected to anything that orbits. <laughs> no, no, but like you don't know how big an iceberg is from the top. Mm-hmm. You don't know how big it is. Yeah. Yeah, but now we're, we're finna find out. Okay, well, let so me see. There's 80,000 tons or 160 million pounds of plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch alone. So, again, huge number, hard to yeah, fathom. Yeah. How many cars? I'm telling you how many jumbo jets. Cars are too small. Oh. <laughs> it's about 500 jumbo jets. What? So, uh, let's, let's try to figure out how many cars it is. How many cars do you think are about the size of one jumbo jet? At least, at least 20 Corollas. A car is like 2K, right? Two, two tons, right? Yeah, sure, maybe. And how many tons are we talking here? 80,000 tons. So, 40,000 Corollas? 40,000 times 2,000, no. Is 80,000. Wait, is it 2,000? So, 40. It's not 40 Corollas. No, 40,000. 40,000 Corollas weighing 2 tons. That's 
Oh yeah, yeah. Eighty yeah. tons. That's eighty thousand tons. Eighty thousand oh, tons. Right. Yeah. So oh, forty thousand Corollas. Forty thousand Corollas. There's more Corollas in the Pacific Ocean than our city. <laughs> Probably don't say that. I don't think that's true, guys. Did you, did you guys know there's forty thousand Corollas in the ocean? <laughs> oh, that far, son. I thought you meant the in our city. I was like, how many Corollas do you think we have? No, yeah, no. I mean. Corolla equivalents. Yeah, 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 yeah. And plastic. So, plastic Corollas. So, yeah. How many the, Legos is that? Legos? Uh, how many Legos do you think is in one, one Corolla? I don't know, but there was this guy on Facebook. He was selling Legos by the pound, which I think is the right <laughs> way to do it, right? He was like, yeah. yeah, $5 for two pounds, which is a good deal. Legos are expensive. Two pounds? Two pounds of Legos? I'll take it. Yeah. $5? Imagine how expensive this uh, patch would be if we charged uh, $5 for two pounds. You know what? We just got to spin it. We got to spin it. Be like, do you guys want a... Oh, you know what? Canadians make their money out of plastic. Or no, Australians. Probably both. A lot of countries make their money out of plastic. What if we do a limited series coin made out of plastic? I don't think that it's that easy to use this plastic. I don't think it's in the form to manufacture with. But... Uh, yeah, so f- 500 jumbo jets is how many, uh, the equivalent of how much mass there is out there. And although research has been done on this before, um, this report is like a newer report. And based on the information that they learned from this, this big patch is 4 to 16 times larger than previously thought. Like, I bet you the scientists were doing this and they're like, a whole lot. How do you mess up that much? Well, maybe it's not. Maybe they were right. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we should double check our work. And by the time they double check so much more trash, four times as much trash. To be fair, to to do this research, they had a huge operation. So they were able to collect better data, be more accurate. Well, yeah, it's 40,000 Toyota Corollas. You're going to need a lot of hands on. (laughs) It's a lot of Corollas. Imagine if it was one guy like, hey, we need you to figure out how much trash is in the Pacific Ocean. You need a lot. You of got high about a year students. to do it. <laughs> high you school need a lot of high school students and college students driving Corollas to go yeah. help. Um, but yeah, like just better research, and over time, I'm sure it grew. And being able to see more, probably under too, they realized it's four to sixteen times larger than with, they thought. With sonar, maybe sonar, sonar. I don't know why. Uh, is that a new word? <laughs> is that our word for the week? I vividly have memories of a science book, physics science book, and it has a boat, and it has these Batman-looking lines under it. Yeah, dude. They're using sonar to detect the depths of the ocean. Yeah. I'm guessing. No, no, that's what it was. I mean, I just said it was on a boat, so. They probably use that, too. Honestly. Um, But yeah, a a lot of that trash, too, there's a lot of microplastics that come from it, Mm. and that is... Like, while the bigger piece of plastic, theoretically, someone could pick it up, right? Yeah. But the micro pieces of plastic that happens when it degrades because of the sun, that's all going into the ocean as well. And that's something that's not as easy to um, measure. And that's what is more toxic to the animals that are living there. Yeah, that's like how you're not supposed to drink from a water bottle that's been in your car. Mm -hmm. Because, like, those plastics will melt into the water, not melt. But I don't know about break down into the water. I did read an article about how leaving a bottle of water in your car would catch your car on fire. So you gotta be careful about that. Why? 
It's because the, the pressure. No, no, the clear plastic acts like oh, a magnifying glass, okay. and the sun will shine through, and it can burn stuff. It must it, be one of the strangest insurance claims to make. Yeah, my bottle of water lit my car. On fire. That's like on the when they're doing the check boxes of what the problem is. It's like all the way at the end of the book, and it's like water bottle and car question mark sunny day question mark. <laughs> Perfect exact situation, but um, yeah. So I mentioned earlier that. The only times I've heard about this before is when people talk about how crazy and cool the size of it. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty understandable. Like it, it's Yeah, when you give numbers to it, exactly. you understand why people are like, wow, that's a lot of trash. It's amazing. In not a good way, in like a ne- negative way, pessimistic way. It's, it's like, awesome. It's awesome. You're in awe of how large this trash yeah, is. That's some awe. This thing is that, that's destroying the ocean. Yeah. And... Um, even though we just talk about the size of it a lot, there's more to it. Like I mentioned, the microplastic. Why are you crying? He whimpering because he didn't time out bed. He's sad. He cut it out. We're recording a podcast. He's a listener. He's an avid listener. He was hoping to be the guest this week, but I told him we couldn't have him on this That's week. That's why he's so mad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next week. It's because he didn't really have anything to bring. I told him the word, and he was like, mm, can he's, we change the He has work ethic. He asked me, can we change the word? I said, we've been doing this for 10 weeks. You think we're going to start changing the word when we don't like it? Does he not know how this works? Oh, no, word no. is the podcast where we find a random word. And from that word, we both go our separate ways to find stories and then present it to each other. That's crazy, dude. You can't change the word. Yeah, that's that, crazy. I explained that to him. Okay, just move on. Yeah, all right. So, uh, microplastics uh, makes everything a lot worse. <clears throat> okay, and also, when I mentioned like that, it's toxic. Um... 84% of the plastic samples that they collected from the area they contained excess chemicals. Enough to the point where it was toxic for the uh, the fish that the, they call sea surface feeders in the ocean. And they figured that about 700 species, over 700 species, have encountered the debris. So it has affected <laughs> over 700 species. That's crazy. You, th- you think the turtles are talking to each other like, yeah, it's just right down the road. Take a left at the giant <laughs> coral. Hey, you encountered that before? It's like, yeah, yeah. My, my uncle, uh, Jim Bob, rolled down there and they saw all of it. It's going to be the new migration spot. So we've talked about the size um, effects of this thing. We've talked about the chemical effects of this thing. There's also a lot of financial effects of this large patch of plastic bottles and stuff okay it pays um, taxes property tax if only <laughs> if only so it's estimated that the plastic pollution costs an estimated 13 billion dollars a year and that number was reported by the united nations and they approximate the environmental damage that causes the plastic through uh both beach cleanups and like losses incurred incurred by fisheries hmm. um and and just so everyone knows it's not like this is all plastic bottles. It's not all straws. You know, it, 40% of it is discarded nets, fishing nets. Ha. Yeah. So it's what, karma. <laughs> it's karma. Take that, fisherman. Is that karma? I don't know. I uh, thought you said it. It's just destroying the ocean, it though. Impacted, it's not hurting them. Oh, it impacted uh, their work. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's what you get for throwing away your plastic nets. Yeah, you jerks. But uh, especially like, something like nets, it's just going to catch more trash mm-hmm. that's that's why it's an island exactly otherwise it would just be a bunch of random pieces all the nets track. are holding it together yeah um so yeah i feel like if you just went back 
50 years in time and you told someone that this these large patches of plastic ocean islands existed it it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory yeah it sounds like science fiction it really does yeah i'm pretty sure when the rest of the world is uninhabitable we're gonna all be living on floating trash islands exactly and i can't wait like in movies now you gotta like you have to have a pa- a big island of plastic trash in the background. You have a an ocean yes. scene, like a pirate movie or like Titanic. Like we have to re- remake Titanic now, but with a big patch. They crash of- into trash island. That's what they. <laughs> yeah, crash they crash into the trash island. That'd be more accurate. It's in every scene, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a sad and crazy thing. But it's not all. Um, things that we can affect in our daily lives, but it definitely helps to use less plastic. But like I said, 40% is fishing nets, and I guess that's just people having to be more active in, mm-hmm. in those issues. But uh, there's a big trend of people not using straws. It doesn't hurt, at the Strong. very least. It, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Like I hear people say all the time, like, that's not even that much plastic, and straws don't contribute to that much. But it, it, like I said, it doesn't hurt to use a little less plastic. Yeah, my mom is an avid straw user, but she bought these metal straws Yeah, that you could reuse and keep using and stuff. How the hell so. do you clean those? It came with a little, little flossing. Oh, a little... What's it called? Toilet brush. Yeah, like a little toilet brush. Yeah, <laughs> a toilet yeah. brush. In fact, that's that's what we use it for. Don't tell The me. straw? No, the toilet brush. Oh. <laughs> the straw cleaner, we use it on the toilet. Oh, gotcha. Just, just, it's a pipe cleaner. It's a pipe cleaner. That's pipe that's cleaner. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So Mini that, pipe. that's all I have. Um, okay. So hopefully that helps everyone think a little more about the environment, yeah. and it helped me think a little more about environment. Like, well, I'll consider recycling a little bit more. Isn't the estimations like if we don't change the world and or how we do it in twelve years, it'll be too late to do anything? Yeah, I think that was in twenty eighteen. So the estimate yeah. year is twenty thirty, and it's. I think people misunderstand that. It's not saying that the world's going to end in 12 years. It's just yeah. at 12 years, there's, it'd be so difficult to try and change then. It's almost The damage would have been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How scary is that? Uh, it's hard to see, though. You know, like It's hard for to make people care because you don't see this giant patch. We didn't even know that there were five of them until now. It's got to be one of those things you go and visit. Oh, my God. This should be a tourist thing that would help raise awareness for it. Honestly... We need it. Kind of joke, but kind of real. We need one of those street artists who are like anti-government or something to like put a giant ball of trash. He needs to buy forty thousand Corollas. Forty thousand trash them. Plastic Corollas. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's because Corollas weigh two tons, but if they're plastic, they won't. Oh, that's true. But forty thousand Corollas, and he needs to crash them into each other at Times Square. But you're saying, okay, if the government's listening, this is not our attempt to plan a terrorist attack. No, this no, is no. It's a purely theoretical situation. It'd be in the middle of the night. Uh, Hang on, is that is, better this or is, worse? This is a theoretical situation that Omar and I will never do. It's protected by my freedom of speech, Johnny. We're also not telling anyone to ever do this. You know what? Let's switch to my report. All right. <laughs> 40,000 Corollas in the time span. Yeah, crash them. The I just also want to make another comment. Not crash them into other people. Crash them into the Corollas that you bought. I think that's still a... I mean, it's a nuisance. We're not doing that. But my my mom, like, does not care. My mom, I know for a fact, she does not think about the environment one bit. She'll just, like, be done with it. She just tosses it out. 
So at the very least now, like when I see someone toss something out like that, it makes me think like, whoa, why would you do that? That's terrible. Yeah. So I, I used to not think that. I used to be like my mom and throw stuff out the car window. But now I'm more conscious of it. It's like, that's definitely, you can't do that at all. Yeah. Uh, on campuses, uh, like walking to my classes or whatever, if the trash is right next to the trash can, I'll pick it up. But if the yeah. trash is like a good bit away from the trash can, I won't pick it up and carry it. But, yeah, no. Oh, I don't know. Louisiana. Not the cleanest state. But, you know what, Johnny? We keep our roads beautiful. You know why that's there, Omar? I will say. It's because it's dirty. That's I will I say, to say that. Uh, on my ride to church, there is this one patch where one guy in front of his stretch of the highway is out there with the trash picker upper in a bag. And he's picking it up every day. Wow. Well, once a week, because I want to go to church once a week. But he's out there, and he's picking up trash, so... Good for him, dude. More people need to be like him. And I'm not... If you just take care of your piece, you'll be... The world will be better for it. That's right. You know? That's right. You don't have to change the world. And I need, I need to be better, too. Yourself. I need to be better about recycling. Yourself. I don't yeah, think about Yeah, you know what? Often. This podcast has convinced me that I should be better. Not that I will. It's also <laughs> brought awareness to the three people listening. We're helping. We're doing our piece. Yeah, we're doing our. Piece. As long as you and me know it, that's enough. That's it. That's it. it. We're changing. You and me know it, and we'll tell someone, and they'll know it, and they'll tell someone. And Coney twenty twelve is what I'm trying to say. Coney twenty twelve. What does he have to do with, with recycling? I don't know. It was just a really good campaign until it fell apart. We need to campaign like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, okay, my report. So, believe it or not, I actually knew immediately what I was going to do my report on. When you heard Keen? Yeah. Because, like, last week the word was coast, right? Yeah. Well, Keen came up in one of the <laughs> no things way. that I wanted to do. But I couldn't do it because it was, like, the Wikipedia article was way too short. Uh, but um, you branched off, huh? Yeah, so I, I branched off. But um, the word that I was going to do was called Keening. Keening? And the way that it came up in coast, it's because... It was basically this thing off the Irish coast. Oh, keening? Yes. That sounds like a Keen dirty thing. ing. That sounds like a dirty thing that someone well, would do during it's sex or something. Not. It's a uh, so that's your guess, something dirty. Well, well, yeah. Can you give me what your guess is? Define keening for me. Okay, keening is when uh, you you eat during sex and it's really messy. Okay. Like you're eating chili. Oh, messy foods. Messy foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, ew. Oh, yeah, ew. I was talking about the foods. <laughs> like okay. a messy chili. Uh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the modern definition is the action of wailing in grief for a dead person. Keening is wailing in grief for a dead person. Yeah. So, uh... So, it's, cr- it's a specific cry. It's it's wailing at a funeral. A specific yeah. loud cry. Well, it's a noun. It's not an action. I'll use it in a what? sentence. Wailing? Yeah, yeah. No, not wailing. It is the wailing. The sound of the wailing is keening. But wailing is not keening. Oh. Can I'm you a, use it in a sentence? Yeah, I'm going to use it in a sentence. The sentence they use is so poetic, tra- poetically tragic that I knew I had to include it. Because it was like, who writes these? <laughs> it says, the keening... Of great of grieving mothers tore into the otherwise silent afternoon. Yeah, keening, so keening's an action. It's not an action. It's a noun. The keening wails. The keening of grieving mothers tore. Tore is the action. Yeah, but you can keen. 
Keening is a noun. Yeah, but keen is an action, right? Like I can keen. Yeah, but you her keen. Keen. So we'll get. We'll we'll drop the grammar <laughs> and we'll just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, some early writings date the practice all the way back to the 16th century in Ireland and Gaelic Scotland. Weird thing to so say. It's, it's a practice. Well, it is a practice though. It's so a they professional do this on purpose. Practice. Yes. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. So it it's a like. People will keen at funerals. Like you invite people over, and their only job at the funeral is to wail over this body. Oh, I didn't get in all that. I mean, it's a pretty crazy thing, but it's not. It's not just crying. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I've listened. I listened to a report from the BBC. That's where I originally listened to it. Like when I found it, that they're the ones who did the report on it, uh, and they played some samples. And I don't know it. It was a weird experience. I'll play a sample later, but I think the best way to describe it is heavy. I, I can't don't know, wait. I don't know what they're saying, but I just know. A, it's beautiful. B, it's haunting. <laughs> they're so, sad, for sure. They're, like, there's something about... Because it's not wailing, wailing. Like, they're singing. They're singing. I put um, air quotes chanting, around singing. Chanting, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, apparently, uh, Yes. Yeah. There's so many places I want to take this, but I need to just yeah, stick to the script. Yeah, we'll just go into it. Um, so, yeah, it's like there's super light strumming on like a fiddle or something. You, you know, the traditional Irish music. Yeah. Irish You'll know hits. it when you hear it, yeah. Did you say Irish hits? No, I said Irishman's. I was going to say Irishman's instruments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I didn't know what they were saying, but Wikipedia did a pretty good job of explaining what is typically said in these singy-songy things. So traditionally, it includes a listing of the genealogy of the deceased. So like Johnny and Tony and Tina and I don't know your grandparents. Yeah, so it's your genealogy. Um, They also praise the deceased person and they have an emphasis on the woeful condition of those left behind. Wait, hang on. So I'm going to write this down. So first it's listing of ancestors yes and then it's praise uh, for the deceased praise for praise for them for dead okay yeah and then emphasis on the woeful condition of those left behind so emphasize it sucks for us because you're not here no more uh emphasize suckiness for the survivors yeah why are you writing it down though (laughs) i need to know in case you die or something Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can, I, I ex- can I be lead keener? You can be lead wedding? keener, yes. Your wedding. <laughs> oh, God. Your funeral. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I'll quickly play a segment real quick. Um, I'm only going to play 20 seconds because I believe that's covered by the Fair Use Act. <laughs> but also, 20 seconds is a perfect cutting point because she stops to breathe. And I, I got to die into a time. Uh, so, this song is called Grief. By Ithanine Ni Ujalachala from her album Bilingua. It sounds Spanish, but I think it's just how I'm saying it. So here we go. By 
Oh, that makes me want to cry. Right? Oh my God. Beautiful but haunting. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. So, uh, apparently there was also, like, these chorus sections. It was mostly women doing these singing so together. It, it's, it's always singing. The singing well, it is in this thing. tradition. Okay. I'll get into that, though. Oh, but, yeah, uh, like, apparently it'll be this, like, a group of women will be in charge of keening. But they'll sing a chorus that everyone knows. And they'll jump in and sing the chorus oh. part. Um, but so, that will definitely make people cry at, yes. at a funeral. Oh, yeah. Oh, my That's God. why I wanted would at everyone, my funeral. When everyone goes in and yeah. joins each other? Well, I think they would follow the casket. Or, no. Yes. It, it was different than the wake. Do you know what a wake is? It's yeah, where, it's where you, you can go see, see it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think in Irish tradition, you used to have the wake at your house and it'd be several days. Oh, wow. And people would come over. They didn't have keening there. But at the actual like funeral and burial and everything, yeah, you yeah. would have keening Once there. Once they're leaving. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the final goodbye, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. If you want to get some uh, emotion out of people, look up keening sounds or songs or whatever. Play that in the background. And they'll be like, why am I so sad all of a sudden? Dude, hire me for all your special events because I'm an ordained <laughs> minister so I could marry you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hire me again also, as a professional keener yeah. at your funeral. Um, okay, so that was my intro for keening. But uh, I wanted to transition into something broader because that's basically all the information I found. Do you want to guess what I transitioned to? Funerals. No, that'd be... That's a crazy episode. No, uh, <laughs> professional mourners. I've heard about this. Oh, okay, well, I heard about it too, but I only heard about it because of that meme. Yeah, no, exactly. Me too. I've only yes, seen it real. Of the crying quick. guy, and I have the meme here. So I'm going to read <laughs> his. Amazing. He made a Facebook posting about how he's a professional mo- uh, mourner. Oh, God, I'm not a professional <laughs> so, mourner. So uh, I'll read it to you. It says, do you want to boost your funeral? Hire me, the professional mourner, to come and cry at your funeral. Below are the summer special prices. Normal crying, $50. Yep. Bohemian crying, $100. Crying and rolling on the ground, 150 I think that's the best value, 150 Because you get the and crying rolling and rolling on the ground, yeah. I mean, it's like your last purchase. I think the bohemian for 100 is a bit much. What's the bohemian one? I think that's just crying out, like loudly yelling, crying. Yeah, no, I want theatrics. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think it's because if it's a somber crying and rolling on the ground, that's a, it's not too bothersome. Mm-hmm. But I feel like someone yelling through the middle of the funeral, like through the middle of my eulogy might be too much. So. Yeah, no, it's too much. But they also have four, crying and threatening to jump into the grave, $200. If you want theatrics, this is the one. I do remember that. Now, this one's a little pricey, but I think it's because he could actually get arrested. It, it's crying and actually jumping into the grave, $1,000. Uh, so, inbox me for bookings. That's expensive. Yeah. But when you're hiring a professional mourner, it's going to be expensive. Dude, we have each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. It'll be but, I can't do it at year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I didn't think about that. Oh, man. One of us will have to hire an actual yeah. one. We'll both pitch in. How about that? How about I just race you to it? First one gets it for free. <laughs> second one has to pay. You know I like my deals, Omar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, professional warning. Let's let's just get into this, dude. So uh, they're also called morologist. 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 Yes. M o i r o l o g i s t s. Morologist. Yeah. So there are people paid to lament with a family or even deliver a eulogy. That was interesting to me. 
Imagine paying a stranger to give a eulogy for your loved one. Sounds like the worst. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible eulogy. Maybe if like the whole family's bad, if full of bad public speakers, you could hire one of them. They'd have to be like really bad though. Yeah. Just like even if someone did my eulogy and just cried the whole time, that's better. It's real. If you're bad at giving public speaking, but you're the one asked to give the eulogy, just record it. That's that's good. That's good. I like that. Record it. Add some pictures of them in between with some slides. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Make it a real production. Um, so their main objective, uh, these mourners, is to help comfort and entertain the grieving family. Uh, it's apparently an occupation that has origins in a lot of different cultures like Egyptian, Chinese, Mediterranean, and other Eastern cultures. So it just sounds like it's the people that help plan the wedding you would think but i don't think like i i don't think they help plan they just show up they do their performance and then they go home okay there's there's not you send them the invite with the paycheck and they show up but uh yeah we'll explore its history because apparently it's got some roots way back in history which is crazy to think because like it happened in these all these different parts of the world at different times but it's this I guess it's this human emotion where you want people to be crying at your funeral. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're just better at conveying it than you are. Like, that's how I feel. So just look at them and that's yeah. how I feel. But I'm not going to do it. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. Most of the people hired to be professional mourners were actually women, not men. And this is because men were deemed unfit for the role because they were supposed to be strong and leaders of a family who were unwilling to show any sort of raw emotion like grief, ah. which is why pre- women were the, uh, the preferred mourners. Too much pride to cry. Which, can I just say, I would be perfect for this because I, I cried everything, dude. What Although I don't think about? I've you cried at funerals. You I, I still haven't cried at a funeral, but Disney movies get me. You said you used to never cry. Pixar movies get me, dude. I think you told me this like not that maybe long ago. Maybe it's because I held it for some. No, I cry all the time. What are you talking it's about? Breaking out now. What my computer? You said you used no. to say. <laughs> you said you used to not get emotional at all. That's why you were watching movies to cry on purpose. No, yeah, that happens. That happens. Like I, I'll hold emotions. So are you emotional or not? When I need it to happen, I'll put on a Disney movie. I remember you crying at like a Veterans Day assembly. Those are sad. So I thought you were emotional. But then I guess I am emotional. But But kind of recently you said you weren't. That's why you watch movies to cry on purpose. I think yeah, I think I hold it in a lot. And when I watch a movie, I'm letting it go. So if I could just hold in my emotions and go to a funeral and let it go, they'll be like, This guy's a a professional. Yeah. I feel like that's the people you gotta hire. That's why guys would be great mourners. Yeah, because you're just like, hey man, today, just cut loose. Just cut this, loose. This is the day. No one's going to judge you, bro. Just cry your heart out. Everyone else is crying in there. Bro, you go cry the best. Mourn your heart out. Be mourn the for best stuff mourner. you don't even remember mourning about. Bro, you don't even know them, but be sad for them. That's exactly it. It's like, hey, everyone in there is crying because their dad died, but I need you to go in there and cry because you didn't make the basketball team. And that's the hardest job school. to do. Cry. Yeah, crying on command. Basketball. That's that's gotta be hard, right? Uh, I did it the other day at work. Um, <laughs> that was to your benefit. <laughs> I yawned. Oh, I was just okay. yawning, and I started crying. And the other people on my team were like, "Dude, why are you crying? You okay?" 
it was before I had to give like a little presentation thing. Like, bro, you good? Are you just gonna cry in front of the client? Like, what are you with this hand? And, it's the perfect strat. <laughs> just start crying. Um, yeah, so we'll get into the specific uh, cultures now. We'll start in Egypt. So in ancient Egypt, uh, the mourners would be wailing loudly, uh, beating their exposed breast, and smearing their bodies with dirt, as well as having disheveled hair. So they kind of just look like wrecks. Yeah. Beating your own breast? Your exposed own breast, yes. And these were women doing this? Yeah, it was women. That's more painful. Yeah. Women's breasts are more sensitive, right? It's an outward expression of the pain they're feeling. Bro, what? No, this they is... They got hired to punch their boobs and cry yeah, at yeah. funerals? So these were all signs of the disorder of sorrow. That's what it would call ah, okay. a disorder. Because when you're sorrowful, you're like, what's That makes not? sense. That is nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, there's actually many inscriptions on tombs and pyramids of crowds of people following a body through a funerary, funerary procession. Made it through that word. So, but among these crowds, there were always two women that were more important than the rest. Never forget that, kids. The wife Even though you think you're important, there's someone else more important. No. I mean, among these posers. Oh. The wife and mother are important, yeah, but no. Actually, I think the wives, weren't they buried with them? Oh, my God. I think you're right. Or it might have been like their concubine. Maybe not the wives. I don't know. Also terrible, though, if that's, like, how you remember it. Bury a live person with their loved one. Did you hear about that new monk statue? There was a monk statue recently that was, um, a Buddhist monk statue that was recently uh, scanned with a yeah. cat, and there was a corpse a in there. A cat like scan, a, not scan, it was scanned with a cat. Not, yeah. Uh, there was an actual monk in there who was encased in there. Yeah, this was a while, cool. this was a few years ago. I was think, it? Right? I just read it up. Reddit. I yeah. read it on Reddit. No, I, I saw it a few years ago. This is a little older, but yeah, like that, that's insane. Yeah, why, why? It was a modification, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't read it. I just saw it. <laughs> I saw the headline. It was, it was just uh, cool or interesting facts or interesting photos or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, the two important women were those that impersonated the two gods, Isis and Nephthys. Nephthys? yeah uh, apparently they were very important in the role of someone's cross into the afterlife or they were seen as important roles into that but uh these women had to follow the rules there were apparently two strict or a couple strict rules in portraying these gods um so the woman's body had to be completely shaven so no hairs Mm -hmm. uh she could not have any children and She had to have the names of whichever god she was portraying tattooed on her shoulders so people could identify her. Oh my so. god, that's a lot of commitment for this. Yeah, but I mean, if your favorite pharaoh just died, it's like, I'm gonna do it. It's like, hey, can you just put a name tag on me? Uh, <laughs> we got some stuff. You don't think when downstairs. people, when Princess Diana died, people tattooed her name on them? Or I think, like a portrait? I think, I think they did. It 100% happened, yeah. but I think it's less of a commitment just get a post it note on you. For the whole tattoo. Or no, just post a Facebook. But hey, change your if this is your career, it's pretty good. Just I mean, if it pays well, yeah. Shave often, don't have children, and yeah. get a tat. It's not one of those jobs that you're like, this is what I'm going to do. It's one of those things like, I fit all that. And it's I not an office that. job. You do that. Yeah. You're always in the field. 
Yeah, and I bet you it was one of, of like high prestige or something. Yeah. Also, if you get the tattoo once and you just don't have kids again, you're good to do it forever. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got on Egypt. Uh, we're going to switch to the Chinese ones. Do you have anything to add on the Egypt? I can answer any questions you have. I would never want to see a woman beat her breast yeah. in mourning. I would just be like, hey, you don't have to do that. I know you're sad. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, cry. If you're at my funeral, Johnny, and someone starts doing that, <laughs> stop them. You have my permission to <laughs> stop, stop them. them. I'll tackle them. Like, please. Unless they're are. Egyptian, then you got to respect them. Okay, that's their cultures True. and customs. You don't have a right True. to tell them that. Yeah, whoever that may be, you can yeah. show up. You're but fine. if it's just a mother breastfeeding, could you please tell them to not? Ew, breast. <laughs> Anyways. Joke. Breast cheese. What? Breast milk cheese? Uh, you didn't get that far. What the hell? Superstore? Don't worry about it. You'll get to it. It's one of the funniest jokes. Uh, <laughs> so they have these uh, professional mourners in Chinese funerals uh, since 756. That's a long time ago. That's the year, yeah. Um, 756. It is a while ago. Uh, but it was a, it's a little different in China. It makes more sense in China than I feel like it does today. So the tradition was more of a theatrical performance that would occur during the actual uh, processions. So it was more of a play. Actors would play the role of the deceased and play out different aspects of their lives. And the idea of entertainment at funerals... Oh, well, we'll get to that later. But yeah, uh, so you would hire actors and they would come play. It, it was a mini play. So can you be me at my funeral and just like play overwatch or something and record this podcast yeah 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 yeah. yeah. that's the whole performance it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be um one of those hollywood play productions where it's a spinning platform and oh, the yeah. scenery is changing in the back and right. it's just me walking but like doing different things that's yeah and then like once in a while like you sit down and start playing games then you'll stand up and you'll eat a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's pretty cool though um yeah it is I, that's that's what people talk about all the time. People say like, I don't want you, I don't want people to be sad at my funeral. I want it to be a party and the celebration of life. It's not a celebration of life when everyone's in black and yeah. Sad I mean and, that makes sense, but also it doesn't don't have a play about it. Yeah, yeah it's so, a little much. So I mean, I know it's a bit much, but I'm sure like at the time I would have thought like, oh, this is a cool way to honor the person. This is like, a good middle a, ground. Yeah, it's a good yeah. middle ground. I mean, if the plays were good. Which, yeah. I mean, it, they have to be. You need good actors. Yeah, don't. Don't have an open calling for it. You know, I want Brad Pitt to be me. Yeah? You think that's a fair... Maybe Donald Glover. He's pretty good, too. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. Okay. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, so, but apparently people didn't agree with you and me, apparently, because the idea of entertainment at funerals was not always popular. Uh, especially with the government and scholars. I get that too, because it's like they just died. It's almost like you're celebrating that they died. Which is technically, we're celebrating that they lived. It would have been my response. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. And then I would have been. It could be seen treasonous in both, both ways. Move. Um, but in fact, during the uh, Cultural Revolution in China, the professional mourning was actually so looked down upon and railed against by the government. Uh, I got to scroll down. That there wasn't a single instance of professional mourning until it was revitalized in the reform era. So it was actually not illegal, but 
in band. It was dormant. It was dormant for a while. Um, but uh, it's been brought back, and you can still hire one today, or that they, they still have the customs today. There must be a side job. It's not full time. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it today. I'll get to modern days. Um, but first, I'm going to mention several instances of professional mourners in the Bible. I only have two here, so a couple. Um, and these are some scriptures that refer to them. So, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider and call for the mourning women, that they may come, and send the wailing women, that they may come. Let them all haste and take a, a wailing for us, that our eyes may shed tears and our eyelids flow with water. Jeremiah nine seventeen through 18. That one, that one was a little stretch for me because I was like, it kind of just sounds like you're calling people to come grief. Yeah. It's not necessarily called a professional whalers. Right, yeah. But then that's why I put this one, which is Amos 5.16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the Lord, uh, there is a wailing in all the plaza, plazas and in all the streets. They say, alas, alas. They also come from the farmer to mourn and professional mourners to lamentation. So a lot of scholars think that this alludes to it being like a profession or an art mm-hmm. because you're calling farmers and them. So like you're equivocating the farmers to come mourn and you're also calling the professional mourners to come mourn. So mm-hmm. it would be like call the farmers and call the the people that are good at mourning. Yeah, but, but I want to give another call the farmers and call the plumbers. It's the same thing. You, mm-hmm. you can change that with a different profession or art. Um, and other scholars think that, no, it's saying call the farmers who at this time, if it, they were done with the crop season, could also work as professional mourners to raise some extra cash. So apparently that was a thing. I would have said that was hard to believe if you didn't say that it, it existed in like Egyptian times. Yeah. In other time periods, in different areas. The whole idea of professional mourners, I think, is kind of weird. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, yeah. Professional part is and kind of a weird one. I just realized something. We, we were saying, like, yeah, if I die, you can be my professional mourner. I'd hope if I died, you'd just be a mourner. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if we made it sound like, I won't go to your funeral unless I go as a professional mourner. <laughs> I would go to your funeral I, and mourn. I have to charge your mom before I show yeah. up. I mean, it's like, hey, um, I know, like, I was gonna be a mourner anyway, but can I be a professional mourner? Like, is that? I think it's his... more insulting to say I wasn't gonna come, but Johnny asked me to come as a professional mourner, so I'm here. <laughs> it's like, is that budgeted into insurance? Send for... me where you want. I'll probably be rolling on the corner over there. If, so. if you were gonna get a professional mourner anyway, I could do that. You know, no, no, it, you'd go up to your mom or my mom, and you're like, hey. Um, I usually charge around one hundred and fifty dollars a day, but for today, for Omar, I'm going to do it for free. She's so, like, "What are you talking?" Morning, this me being here right now. It's a one hundred and fifty dollar hey, rate. I'll, I'll just charge you five dollars because I need to still be saying I'm a professional to keep this job going. I need to put this on my yeah, resume. Yeah, I need to keep my license. Yeah, up, I, I need to so put my resume. So I need to charge something so I can be a legally a professional. It's got to be all cash. I don't. I don't talk about how they're paid. You but. think they finance? <laughs> the finance or mourners. Um. So yeah, we'll get into modern, a uh, modern morning. I guess this is a perfect transition. So the modern pros see themselves as performers, not mourners, but performers who mourn. I could definitely, which I think that. is that makes sense. That's 
that's it's it shares a common i was stuttering so hard there. it shares a uh, common thread with the chinese people who saw themselves like actors yeah uh so speaking of common chinese traditions a common ritual in china 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 china, china involves the family paying the mourners in advance and then bringing them and then bringing them in in lavish style to the place for the funeral will take place so imagine like why? why are they pulling up in the limo? Yeah, They're wait. The bros. Why do they have them coming in in a lavish manner? Uh, again, it's one of these common rituals. So I'm guessing something maybe about feudalism. They, I don't know. Maybe they embody the sadness that everyone has because the person died, mm-hmm. and that should be the main spectacle and the main focus on right. the sadness. That makes sense. That's a good reason. Maybe it's, I made that up, but that sounds pretty good to me. It could even be something like religious. Like maybe they're just more, they're so good at wailing because they're spiritually sensitive. Maybe so. Yeah. So I, we can't really speak on it, but we know they do it because I just said they did. Just facts. Uh, so maybe it's because of how good they are, because apparently these mourners are trained in the art of singing and will bring a band with them. Uh, and they actually, this is what they do in China, at least. So the first step is for the mourners to line up outside and crawl. So they're crawling into the thing. Okay. So while crawling, the mourner says the anguish of the name, says with anguish the name of the person. So. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So this is symbolic of daughters running home from their families in an effort to see the body. This sentence didn't make sense to me, so I just copied and pasted it word for word. We can run with it. This is symbolic of daughters running home, but they're crawling. Running home from their families? Running home from? Yeah. Or running home to their families. To. Well, someone needs to update the Wikipedia article. Uh, (laughs) To their families in an effort to see the body. I will say there were a couple sentences that said uh, need citations, so I just didn't include those. Don't worry about it. Imagine writing fiction on keening. That ain't messed up. Um, so next would be a eulogy, which is performed in a loud, sobbing fashion and backed up by dramatic instrumental tunes. Like a movie. Yeah, it's definitely Hans Zimmerman. Their yeah. job got so much easier when yeah. he started writing music. Um, so yeah, instrumental tunes and then driving, which would drive the attendees to tears. So, I mean, if you added any sad me, you know what song it was? When I die young, bury me in satin, lay me down in a bed of roses. Yeah, it's that song. My grandma, she says all the time, she wants that song played at her funeral. I'm like... It's a little cheesy, grandma. Well, first of all, grandma, <laughs> you're not the youngest spring chicken no more, so oh. the song isn't really fitting. Grandma, we already paid for a professional mourner. They picked the song, all right? <laughs> Imagine someone wanting that song. <laughs> that's pretty good to me um so yes i actually have some common lines that were used in these eulogies do you want to hear them no okay we'll move, we'll move on to the next part why do you leave us so hear. soon <laughs> uh no yeah why do you leave us so soon the earth is covered in a black veil for you i'm sure this sounds better in class here in chinese right now it kind of just sounds cheesy but yeah uh, or Mandarin. Uh, the rivers and the streams are crying to tell your story. 
that of an honest man. Uh, here's another line. Uh, I shed tears for your children and grandchildren. Uh, we are so sorry we could not keep you here. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds more normal. Yeah. That sounds like a eulogy. Yeah, it sounds like a real one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle this in your eulogy. I'm going to be like, yeah, so Johnny, uh, he was a good friend of mine. Uh, I shed tears for your children and grandchildren, Johnny. He didn't have any children. We're also sorry that we couldn't keep you here. That that doesn't sound bad. But what I'm not going to say is the earth is covered in a black veil for you. The rivers and streams are crying to tell your story. Oh, come on, man. You want me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not paying you for nothing. I'll play up the theatrics. I'll say it in Vietnamese. Yeah. Your family's going to be insulted. What if you accidentally say it in Chinese? Like, your friends won't understand. <laughs> He's got the wrong language. Your cousins come up after me. That was beautiful what you said. We didn't understand it. I was like, what? <laughs> Johnny's not Chinese. <laughs> uh, That's got to be a movie. Chinese song. traditions. <laughs> oh, I come in traditional Chinese garb. <laughs> Bring in some lo mein noodles. <laughs> like, and now we will have the humming of the Chinese hymn. And I was like, what? Everyone's like, hey, yo, did he say Chinese? <laughs> oh, your family hates me. Well, they'll hate future me. Uh, so then the family is told to bow in front of the casket three times, which is probably like the most Chinese part of this. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, a belly dancer takes the so-called stage oh, and the song picks God. up, the lights start flashing, and everyone is upbeat again. I feel like this is where the Chinese government that's, had a problem. Yeah, with that's it. a restaurant. It's like, all right, man, he's gone. Like, all right, guys, he's gone. Hey. <laughs> Which, I mean, the way they explain it is the way we mentioned earlier. Since the funeral uh, is usually a couple days after the actual death, the goal of the professional mourner is to remind everyone attending the funeral about the sadness and pain that is associated with it when someone passes away. But they also have the job of bringing the mood right back up with the lighting and the fun songs after the wailing and mourning is done. Can I just say, Johnny, when I say I want people to celebrate my life, I don't want a belly dancer and strobe lights, okay? What, what do you want? What else could you want? I want the mourning, but afterwards I want people telling funny stories. That's it. Hey, remember that time Omar shit himself? Like that? That almost happened today. <laughs> I've been doing this intermittent fasting, and every time I eat, as soon as I eat, it's like, it's go time, baby. <laughs> it's today gone. was like it's the first time, time I had McDonald's in like three or four weeks. McDonald's fire. McDonald's yeah, got better. I thought it was good, too. And then I, I got up to throw it away, and I was like, I could have passed some gas. I'm just passing gas. And immediately, I regretted it, and I clutched so hard. I can imagine you making this up. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, butt cheeks clenched so hard, and I'm running, waddling as fast as I could. <laughs> like, like when I sat down, God. there was nothing there. Like I Thank checked God. my boxes and pants and everything, nothing there. But as soon as I sat, it was like whoo, the floodgates. It was amazing. Uh, it's like all that plastic going into that ocean, all at once, <laughs> all at once. At, at that time, I was thankful for your wet wipes because I really needed them. <laughs> anyways, we'll move on. Uh, so yeah, kind of strange tradition. Uh, I'll take everything up to the fun dancing part. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the reason I, it feels kind of weird is because like, if it's the body still there. Yeah, at least get rid of it first. 
At least do yeah, it yeah, ap- yeah. do it after the bear or do it. Have you seen that video of the uh, steampunk or gas punk? The guys wearing what is it called? Yeah, steampunk gear. But it's called rave, rave punk. Rave punk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cy- cyber goth, cyber goths, cyber goths. But it's the goth rave at a funeral. Go look that video up. It's I, the I'll industrial it dance. Look it up later. It's apparently this rave guy died and his homie showed up and at his burial casket it's just rave music bumping and they're they're swirling their arms and spinning oh, their head no. and they're wearing the leather and the gas mask and everything wait i know what i want when i die you want that no not at all okay not one bit <laughs> please don't okay so you know how uh, on people's birthdays they make a post it's like hey guys for my birthday, I just ask that you guys donate Dummy, to yeah, this yeah. charity. Yeah, so yeah. when I die, I want you to post on social media like, hey guys, uh, rather than spending money on his funeral, and uh, he donated all the charity, and he wants you guys to donate to charity too. Can you do that for me? What am I going to do with your body if we're not having your funeral? Hey, just toss it out. Just Give it to charity. Yeet. Give it to Donate it to science. Yeah, donate to science. And then they come back with the remains like, okay, we got everything they we needed. It's like, guys, we don't want this. Yeah, no, keep it all. Who is this guy? We don't want We don't even buy him a tumor. We don't do this. Uh, you can, uh, where is it? Is it Utah? Where now you can, like, it's past where you can plant yourself with a tree. I have no idea. I think it's Utah. It, do that. Like a natural burial, yeah, yeah. where you're in a pod. Well, you'll eventually a be a tree. Yeah, yeah. You're you become. Well, you um, won't become a tree, but you'll no, be the you, new tree, the food become, for the tree. Exactly. Yeah. What's that word? Uh, what's that stuff? Fertilizer. Fertilizer. You become fertilizer. That's what it is. Yeah. I've heard of uh, crushing people into diamonds, but it's like cheap diamonds. It's not real diamonds. Yeah, cube zirconium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they sell Don't at Walmart. Do that. Don't That's do what that. they sell at Claire's and Walmart. Because I can only imagine like three generations from now, my great great grandkids selling it for some crack or something. That's one way. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, will you marry me? And yes, oh. this is my great great grandfather. That's weird, dude. On your finger, right That's here. Weird. This is him. This is all we have of I, okay, yeah, no. don't do I that. want you to turn me into diamonds, but I want you to Go to like the... Sell it for crack. (laughs) (laughs) This is what he would have wanted. I want you to go to like uh, like the Egyptian pyramids or something and just like toss the diamond into the pyramids. Like It's it's just there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the Egyptian... Toss my diamond into the large, the grand, the great Pacific (laughs) garbage patch. Because you know that's never going away. And I'll always be there. I'll do that. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, how about we get into some more Western? <laughs> how much we got, dude? We're, we're one hour and 22 minutes in. Oh, no. Uh, we'll finish. All right, cool, cool, cool. We have to finish. I'm not going to stop at 1.30. We got to stop. Um, so, in the United Kingdom, there was this company called Rent-A-Mourner. So, Classic name. You want to guess if they're still around? No. Yeah, they shut down. So, uh, it... Originally, it had enabled families to increase the amount of guests at a funeral by hiring actors to play a role. So, for example, they would be a distant cousin or uncle. I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, me neither. Uh, The mourners were expected to be able to interact with guests without giving away that they had been hired by a family. This would fly in my family. Because every single time there's a funeral or something we go to, I'll be like, Mom, who is that? And they're like, I, I don't know, your cousin or something. Your 84th cousin. Yeah, twice I don't removed. know. Go, but did you tell them hi? It's like, what do you mean? What do you mean say hi? 
Bro, I don't even know. There's this thing. When you walk into a room, you walk around the whole room saying, hello. We have that too. We used to do that. Kids have to do that. Kids, yeah. In Vietnamese, they say the word is at. Uh, so you say echo so that's like it's like saying hello to a woman mm. uh, like an older woman respectfully and you have to do that to every single adult in the room yeah and then I remember as a kid I asked my parents like is there a word I can just say to everyone at once like hey everyone echo everyone <laughs> see echo, you later echo everyone no I had to say it to every single person and you have to like cross your arms and like do a slight bow like to every single person in the room that's not... I'd rather do that, okay? Because at least I have a script and everything. For me, it was a different interaction every time. You go in for the handshake, they go in for the hugs and the kisses and the hugs, and you're like, I don't know you. Oh, it's like Ob- that Obama video where yeah, it's like, yeah. shake hand, shake hand, dap them up real quick, fist bump, shake hand, shake, shake, shake hand. Shake. I mean, there were... I said hi to the ones I knew, but when it say hi to the ones you don't, I was like... They don't know me, and then you walk up, and they're like, "Oh, mijito, I remember mijito. you." It's like, "Oh my god, I don't know who you are." <laughs> Stop playing. You don't remember me either. Uh, it's gotten better though, because I've gotten to a point where I know most people, and if I don't know them, ignore them. Uh, yeah, well, kick no. them out. No, just a nod. Oh, okay. Or they'll come to me now because hey, I'm not a little kid anymore. Hey, I just run outside, hide everyone. Anyways, I even leave now. Like if we're at a family gathering or something, I'll just leave. Bye, everyone. Perfect. We're it's the easiest now. way. Just you bye, everyone. Um, yeah, so uh, they were also hired. They're apparently able to fit any religious funeral, so they were hired by Jewish people and Christian people alike. Well, Buddhist people, though. Well, they didn't mention well, those. Imagine them throwing him to a Buddhist wedding, and they will not know what's going on. At Buddhist weddings, they like do chants and stuff, and you uh-huh. gotta like the close family members have to be on their knees for like a long time. Like bow like, and stuff. Go to like, Catholic oh. Church and we're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's offensive. It is. But that's why we're going to move on. So uh, in Egypt, when someone in a family dies, the women in the family would start the uh, mourning process, the lamenting. Uh, and then the neighbors and community would join in throughout the day. And the professional mourners would also come up and they would help lead the family in mourning by making grief tickets. Grief-stricken shrieks. <laughs> grief-stricken shrieks. That's a tongue grief stri- Grief-stricken shrieks. Yeah, which would be cherishing and reminiscing about the deceased. So it sounds like these people would be brought in just to lead it. Because you can't just have a bunch of mourning, okay? It's got to be, be organized. They're low-key, too. They, they were like, we got to be organized. You can't just be doing this. Um, so... Which is... It's strange that this exists in Egypt because one of the teachings of in Muhammad... Egypt. Yeah, we're in Egypt now. Hold up. I thought we were in Irish. What are you talking I you said, about? I thought we were in the Western time. Yeah, we were in the United Kingdom, and now we're switching to Egypt. Oh, my bad. I, didn't catch, get... I, I didn't catch the transition. Oh, no. I, I do have one more thing to say on United Kingdom. Thanks for bringing me back to this. Uh, the people from the Rena Mourner, uh, apparently they were paid somewhere between $30 to $120 per event, not including potential tips. I don't know who's tips. tipping them. Because, like, let's say you, they're not, no one's supposed to know you're a fake, right? But let's say, yeah, I was his second cousin. Hey, and you, it really hit me. They're like, are you a professional mourner? It's like, I am actually. And they're like, here's $5. Hey, uh, your third cousin, Roberto, is demanding a tip for some reason. <laughs> it's weird. It's like you do your wailing and then you stick out your hand, and it was like, 
Do you want to high five? Just slips a doll like, is this what you want? And like, uh, thanks, bye. And just leaves. It's like when you go to the receipt at the restaurant and she's standing there for you to fill out the tip section and you're like, uh, you're just staring at each other. So you just sign it and give it to him. Slowly draws a zero. Um, so yeah, now we're in Egypt where the woman starts it and then the neighborhood starts it and then the professional mourners come in gotcha. to really give it an order. But yeah, it, like I was saying, it's kind of strange that it's here because one of the teachings of Muhammad was that the sound of wailing women was prohibited or for, uh, forbidden. Uh, but modern Egyptian culture doesn't heed this part of the Quran as the wailing and the mourners follow the body to the graveyard. So why, why is that forbidden? I don't know. It's just one of the rules. Like, no I wailing know, women. There's like a, a superstition like that I saw in my family that I don't know like how, how real this is or how common this is, mm-hmm. but... Someone told another family member of mine, like, uh, try to stop crying because, like, someone passed away, like, just passed away. And they said, stop trying to stop crying about it because the more you cry, the more you're, like, holding their spirit back to earth. Like, you're, you're keeping them from leaving to wherever they need to go next. That's a cool way to think about it. Because they're trying to, like, stay back because they hear the crying and stuff like that. That sounds like some, uh... Spirited away kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like let the spirit go. Like, yeah. but a lot of people say that now, not like literally let the spirit go, but it's like let it go. You have to move on and stuff like that. I mean, that's basically the intention of. Yeah, that's probably where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that really concludes the report. Uh, if you're interested in more funeral type stuff, <laughs> definitely suggest these things out. Check out the Clack, which is an organized body of professional clappers in France. Okay. So if you want to be a professional clapper, if morning's not your thing, but you okay, got a solid gotcha. clap, you might want to go check out the clack. I thought you meant instead of morning at funerals, start clapping at funerals. No. <laughs> no uh, they also had the uh, place bow, which is, do you know what these are? Place bow. Yeah. This Placebo? is funeral related. Plus, no, it's, I don't think so. Is it one word? Yeah. P L A C E B O. Yeah, bro, that's a placebo. There's not an I'm placebo. No, that's placebo. placebo. Okay, well, placebo, but in reference to funerals, do you know what they are? Um, you pretend that there's there's no funeral. You pretend that you're part of the family. It's someone who came to a funeral claiming, often falsely, a connection with the deceased to try and get a share of food or drink before heading out. It's like a wedding crasher. It's a funeral crasher. Yes, funeral crasher. So uh, that was my report. Uh, I think it was pretty lighthearted considering how heavy the source material yeah. is. But I, I, I just <laughs> thought it was so interesting that you could hire someone to come cry. We definitely uh, joked a little too much for uh, <laughs> for one of our dead people. You know, some might say that, but others might say we didn't take it far amount. enough. It's a perfect amount. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel that it's funny. You know, it's it's a. You should laugh at this kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe don't laugh at the funerals. Don't laugh at the funeral. That's different. If anything, laugh now. Laugh like, now, yeah. Like exactly. me. Hold in your laughs till you listen to this podcast. <laughs> if someone in your family just died and you're like, I need to laugh though, because I've been experiencing a lot of fun. It's sad. Yeah. And I shouldn't be crying right now, but I bottled up all this laughter. Listen to our podcast. It's Give it a laugh. So earlier when you were talking about keening. Mm-hmm. I wrote down the list because I want to practice oh, for yeah. your funeral. Okay, here so, we go. It's listing of ancestors, praise for the dead, 
an emphasis of how bad it is for the survivors. Okay, here we go. Do you want you want me to get an, inst- an Irish in- instrumental going? Hold <laughs> yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I'll Irish. So in in real life, when this actually happens, I'll get a real band together. They'll be Irish, so they'll be in like the kilts and they got their bagpipes and stuff. This is perfect right here. Bagpipe and Irish flute music. Exactly. And then it'll, it'll just be me, okay? All right. Okay, perfect. Right, this is the perfect volume, and I'm ready. I'm gonna try to do it a little quietly so it's not too loud. <laughs> Oh, Ledesma Sr. Maria Ledesma. Omar's grandparents, too. <laughs> Omar was so cool. His hair was so thick and luscious. He also was such a great father to his dog. This sucks. I'm sad. I'm more sad for me and the survivors than I am for Omar being gone. <laughs> What are we going to do with O Word Podcast? Uh, and scene. Now I'm ready for tips. I just got to say, that was beautiful, Johnny. Now I'm ready for tips. Yeah. The best part is that this is recorded. Were you crying? Oh, I got into it. Sorry. Yeah, was, you were really crying. I was getting into it. Uh, the best part is this is recorded, and I can listen to it forever. Because so. I'm shy, so like I'll just play this at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be at your funeral. I'll be like, um... You know, there's only one way to really express how Johnny would feel. And it's just me. Every time you say one of my family members, I'll dub over your family members. <laughs> it's real bad, though. Like, in the in phone call, it's like, uh, Tony, ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a click after where it, it sounds like radio cut. It, psh, psh, after that. Yeah. It's perfect. All right. Well, this has been our rather lengthy episode, which I think is good because our last ones were kind of short. Yeah. Uh, rather lengthy episode on the word keening. So uh, thanks for what? listening, guys. Yeah, keen. Keen, keen on keen. keen. Sorry, keening. Keen for green and keening. Yeah, interesting. All right. I guess that's it. Bye. Bye. <gasps> I stole it. <laughs> no.